well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. My name is Cam Edwards. I hope you had a great weekend. So glad you're with me on the program today. Uh, we got a busy week on tap. Um, as I am uh, taping today's show, the Second Circuit Court of Appeals, a three-judge panel in New York, uh, considering five legal challenges to New York's Concealed Carry Improvement Act, uh, various aspects of the uh, the concealed carry law that was put in place post-Bruin, uh, taking on some of the uh, sensitive places that have been designated by New York State and uh, uh, some of the other problematic provisions in the uh, CCIA. We're going to have a write-up for you at Bearing Arms. Um, it's, you know, it's five cases, but each case is only going about 10 minutes. So unlike the uh, hearing before Judge Renee Marie Baum in New Jersey uh, last week, which lasted for, uh, I think it was like five or six hours. I mean, that was extensive. Um, Second Circuit Court of Appeals kind of burning through these cases on an oral argument. Um, I said at Bearing Arms on Sunday in a, a preview of today's uh, oral arguments that the makeup of this panel, uh, two Democratic appointees, one appointee from uh, George H.W. Bush, not a great sign as far as the Second Circuit's ruling is concerned. And we've seen this in uh, some of the oral arguments that have been uh, presented today. Um, some of the judges appearing very skeptical of things like um, whether or not the state of New York uh, or whether or not pastors should be able to carry in churches or whether or not the state of New York can go back and uh, revise its law to ban uh, concealed carry in houses of worship, even though it was allowed uh, under these states may issue Provisions, yeah. So I don't expect that we're going to get a, a ruling from the Second Circuit uh, from the bench today. Uh, that would be pretty extraordinary. Um, my concern is that we get a decision relatively quickly, because one way or the other, I think this is getting appealed up to the Supreme Court, right? If uh, although if the hearing goes gun owners' way, it'd be difficult maybe for the uh, state of New York to take this case up to SCOTUS, where they might get smacked down. They might take the loss of the Second Circuit. I kind of doubt that's going to be the case, but um, we will see. And of course, we'll report it all for you at Bearing Arms. Uh, today's Armed Citizen Story, today's Good Deed of the Day, and our recidivist report. We'll start there, case out of Muncie, Indiana, where a habitual offender facing a litany of very serious charges has been given a slap on the wrist, sentenced to nine years of home detention. Now, listen, a nine-year sentence, nothing to sneeze at. Being grounded for nine years, I, I, I'm i not sure that that actually does a whole lot here. Um, and in this particular case, you know, we've talked about this before, actually, the number of incidents where people are on electronic home monitoring and all of a sudden uh, they either cut off their bracelet or they just leave, right? They go on to commit other crimes outside of their home or outside of where they're supposed to be. And nothing really happens. So how confident are we that that's not going to be the case for this habitual offender from Muncie uh, who was given this nine-year grounding? I, it, I, again, I'm just so boggled by this. But here are the specifics. So Joshua Lee Ireland pleaded guilty to robbery and possession of methamphetamine and admitted to being a habitual offender. This stems from a 2018 armed home invasion on the south side of Muncie, Indiana. Saw three victims held at gunpoint 
and robbed of property, including uh, shoes, cash, two guns, video game unit, a safe, watches, some tools. One of the men said he was tied up and struck several times uh, in the head with a handgun. Yeah. Um, The meth-related charge was reduced from dealing in methamphetamine to possession, basically. And then a plea agreement saw the dismissal of eight other charges against Ireland. Two counts of armed robbery and theft, single counts of dealing a narcotic drug, dealing a marijuana, domestic battery, and possession of paraphernalia. So the vast majority of charges, including the armed robbery charges, were thrown out. He pleads guilty to basically a low-level drug offense. And uh, Judge Kimberly Downing last week in uh, Delaware Circuit Court uh, ordered Ireland to spend nine years in home detention. Six years uh, as a penalty for finding uh, that he's a habitual offender, and then he'll serve three years on probation. The deputy prosecutor in this case, Marcia, uh, Maricel uh, Driscoll, had recommended 12 years behind bars, and instead nine years electronic monitoring. Delaware County Prosecutor uh, Eric Hoffman said in a statement that he, quote, vehemently disagreed with the sentence that was imposed in this case, said Josh Ireland is a career criminal who belongs in prison. According to court records, he's previously been convicted of battery, burglary, uh, driving while intoxicated, driving while suspended, false informing, possession of marijuana, possession of paraphernalia, and residential entry. Yeah, those are his con- previous convictions. Burglary, I-, I-, I think, is a felony in Indiana. So I'm not sure why um, Mr. Ireland was never charged being a felon in possession. Maybe, maybe he was, again, convicted on misdemeanor burglary accounts because of all these plea deals he's received. But, um, yeah, eligible for 12 years in prison. And instead, nine years at home on electronic monitoring, Joshua Lee, Ireland. Yeah, today's uh, sweetheart deal of the day. Today's armed citizen story from uh, Garland, Texas, where police say the resident of an apartment shot two burglars in self-defense over the weekend. Uh, This is from the uh, Forward Star Telegram. It was just after 2.30 Saturday morning. Garland police were actually dispatched to a call of a burglary in progress um, where gunshots had been fired. When they got to the apartment complex, they observed two men who suffered from apparent gunshot wounds. One victim found inside the apartment. The other victim found outside near the uh, same apartment. Paramedics responded. Both victims declared dead at the scene. Resident of the apartment informed police that two men forced entry into his home and began shooting at him. Resident said that he returned fire to defend himself. Detectives uh, still trying to determine why the individuals targeted the apartment. It is considered an active investigation at this point, though. Uh, it looks like the apartment dweller was acting in self-defense. We'll bring you any more details as they become available. And uh, finally today, in the right place, at the right time, willing and able to do the right thing, uh, a uh, Ohio man who saved his neighbor from a burning house fire. It was early Sunday morning, Doug DeRose said he uh, heard some popping noises coming from outside of his window. So he looked out and he could see flames coming from his neighbor's home. He said it was nothing but black smoke rolling between the two houses. So he started to dial 911, and then he heard cries for help. He said, we just kind of dropped the phone and everything. He said, I went to the garage. I got a ladder. I had an extension ladder. I raised it over the fence, and I put it up against the house. Doug DeRose then climbed that ladder and was able to rescue his neighbor before Cleveland Fire arrived. Uh, Lieutenant Mike Norman of the Cleveland Fire Department says, we certainly don't encourage people to go towards a house on fire. But in this situation, he was able to go and get his neighbor from a second-story window. Um, DeRose, by the way, attributes his organized garage for his swift ability to respond. He said, I guess I picked it up from my dad. 
but it really paid off in the end to just be able to go in, grab the ladder off the wall without having to move anything. Unfortunately, three dogs passed away in the fire. They're about $50,000 worth of damage. Cause of the fire is uh, still unknown at this point. Um, but the most important thing is that the uh, human life was saved. Doug DeRose uh, able to uh, rescue his neighbor from that burning home in the right place at the right time, willing and able to do the right thing, not only because of the neatness of his garage, but I think because of the contents of his character as well. So, Doug DeRose, we thank you for your very, very good deed. And I want to thank you for being a part of the program as always. Um, I guess, you know, <clears throat> make sure that your uh, firearms are practicing safe sex. Maybe you want to sit your guns down and have a little talk about the importance of waiting uh, before your firearms engage in sexual activity with other firearms. I, I don't know if you need to have that conversation with your guns, but uh, apparently according to the gun control activists out there, you do. Yeah. I mean, I knew that they were never really serious about gun safety, but I, I, I didn't think that they were this unserious. <laughs> Lord knows what tomorrow's going to bring. Actually, I do know what tomorrow's going to bring. Uh, hopefully, on tomorrow, we're going to be talking. Tomorrow's a Cayman company. We're going to be spending some time with Paul Valone of Grassroots North Carolina talking about uh, SB41. This is the pistol purchase permit repeal. It also expands concealed carry. And uh, according to Paul Valone, there is a very, very, very good chance that the votes are there to override Governor Roy Cooper's anticipated veto. So we're going to be talking with uh, Paul Valone, hopefully on tomorrow's program, about that. Coming up on Wednesday, we've got uh, a great interview. We're going to be spending time with uh, our friend uh, uh, Charlie Cook from uh, Riding Shotgun with Charlie. Uh, Charlie just posted his uh, latest video featuring me. Charlie was in the area not long ago, and he and I went for a, a nice weekend drive. Had a great time with Charlie, and I'm looking forward to having him on the show on Wednesday. Uh, but between now and then, don't forget, besides Cam and Company, we obviously are following everything that's going on with your right to keep and bear arms at BarryAndArms.com, including today's Second Circuit hearing, uh, including a uh, injunction granted against the uh, Biden administration's rules on unfinished frames and receivers, uh, expanded injunction, I should note, uh, as well as some of the latest gun control news and uh, pro-Second Amendment victories in uh, state legislatures around the country. If you like what you see at BarryAndArms.com, I'd always encourage you as well to become a VIP member. Just go to BarryAndArms.com slash subscribe, use the promo code GUNRIGHTS, and you can get a significant savings on your VIP membership. As our way of saying thanks for showing your support, we're going to give you exclusive content. News stories, opinions, analysis you won't find anywhere else because your support does matter and it really does make a difference. So thank you again. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. We'll see you back here for 2A Tuesday tomorrow. Until then, be well, be safe, and be free.